on 90.3 Care and You. This is My Mom's Mix. My name is Sam, and this is a weekly show where I sit down with my mom and stepmom, and we walk through their life via music. This is my mom, Isabel. Hello. And this is my stepmom, Tracy. Hi there. This week, we are going to be looking at some of the most iconic and revolutionary moments in U.S. music history, the beginnings of MTV. MTV stands for Music Television and is a 24-hour music cable channel. The channel first went on air August 1st, 1981, right after midnight. The channel began with an astronaut planting an MTV flag on the moon's surface. Were you guys stand up watching the astronaut plant the flag, or do you remember that? Uh, first beginnings of MTV? No, in 1980, I was, what, nine years old, um, and we did not have cable, but my grandmother had cable, and for some reason, I was at her apartment, and I was flipping channels, and I found it, and it had to have been in August that year, and because I saw video killed the radio star. It wasn't at midnight, because I remember it was in the afternoon, but I was absolutely hooked. I used to spend the night with a cousin of mine. And and like Tracy said, not everybody had cable. Cable's always been pretty expensive. And back when we were kids, you actually had to buy. This is crazy. You're never going to believe this. But people my age and maybe a little younger, not much, you had to buy a satellite dish. Um, the first time I saw MTV, I had a cousin and her dad, he was he was wonderfully and, and talented entrepreneur. He made good, good money. So they had that, you know, that gigantic um, satellite I was telling you about. And my cousin had her own room, which was even magnificent. I mean, I was like, oh, you got your own room and her own TV. And she was spoiled. Anyway, I love spending the night at her house because she had all these really cool things. But MTV was on. And I remember the first music video I ever saw. And that was the one I'm always joking around, walking through the house singing. Who can it be knocking at my door? Go away, don't come around here no more. And that was the first music video I saw on MTV. And like Tracy, I was hooked. And that was the first thing when we did get cable, I had MTV going all the time. I mean, MTV was awesome. The videos, every it was just, it was awesome. I'm so sad that it doesn't, it's, it doesn't really exist anymore because it was very awesome. Well, yeah, and I think it still plays, but it's just... It's with, just reality shows and yeah. stuff. It's not... It, I mean, this was... We're talking 24-7 music videos. I heard you on the wireless back in 52 Lying awake and tenta tuning in on you If I was young, it didn't stop you coming
The Bugles' video Kill the Radio Star was the first music video ever aired on MTV. Absolutely. As soon as the astronaut planted that flag, right after you had the Bugles' video Kill the Radio Star. The song was released in 1979, and it aired... You know, that first day in 1981, so about two years after the song was released versus, um, you know, songs like Thriller that had this amazing video that aired pretty soon after yeah. it was released. And that and that was the beauty of MTV, especially living in Arkansas. You know, we, we lived in a city, so we weren't like out in the sticks, but you didn't, we never heard Video Killed the Radio Star until mm-hmm. MTV. Mm-hmm. MTV, I mean, and, the, and, the, and they really, they took you places that you ordinarily wouldn't think to go, is the best way I can put it. Well, it was, I mean, seriously, it was almost like the travel channel because. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, my, my yes. favorite band, you know, 1982, 83, 84, I was. What did we call ourselves? The Durannies? Duran Duran. We love yes. Duran Duran. Yes. Their second album, they went to Antigua and recorded uh, or, or shot several videos. One, Hungry Like the Wolves, yes. Rio, mm-hmm. I, probably several more just to be cost and just And just to be clear, so people understand why we make such a huge deal about this. This was long before green screens and things like that. When when a music video was shot, it was shot in the place like Paris or India or Africa. I mean, they were shooting these music videos in these places. They weren't using green screen. So that was what made it really. And there was no CGI. No, no, no. It was all like what you saw was what was happening. And it was so cool. It was like the travel channel. I mean, in many ways for many, many reasons. Well, for kids that are, you know, in Little Rock, Arkansas, certainly. Their first album and Girls on Film. And yes, the only Girls place on film. The only place I heard that was MTV. Mm-hmm. That's and true. I'm not sure they played the video all that often because it was a little risque. Yeah, it was. You're talking about Girls on Film? Yeah. Girls on Film. I just remember that video. And it's not my favorite of no. my Duran Duran, uh, like, 80s songs. Yeah. No, mine was Save a Prayer. I think Save a Prayer and New Religion. A new Religion. Yeah, those are my... good songs. You remember those the are... videos? Oh, yeah. Well, and then there's the chauffeur, which had the nasty video that I could only get at uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> too nasty for MTV. Oh, it was too nasty mm-hmm. because it was basic. Yeah, there was it, there was some lesbian stuff oh, going on, gosh. and um, yeah, the chauffeur was a lesbian chauffeur that may have even been topless in the video. <laughs> well, Save a Prayer was released in. August of 1982, and it was apparently very popular on MTV. You saw me standing by the corner of a main street, and the lights are flashing on your
Well, and the other thing about MTV is you had your VJs. You had Martha and AJ. Mm-hmm. And and what do you mean by VJ? Oh, it's video jockey because yes, there was there mm-hmm. wasn't they created that name because there you know they there were, was no such thing until MTV. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you had I Martha AJ Nina Nina oh Nina <laughs> oh, oh you see I liked Martha because she was kind of butch Nina and what did that look like was it between uh, videos then. Yes, they yeah. they they would come out, and of course, it was obviously a, a very visually appealing person, you know, attractive, and they would come out and and, and comment on mm-hmm. the video or and commentary, but never interrupt the video. Now, let's be specific about that. When they didn't interrupt it, they talk through the video, but they would introduce it, and maybe they'd talk after for like a minute or two. But you know, it was cool. It was a lot of facts. Like they would. Yeah. They would, excuse me, they would talk about facts. They would talk about, you know, they would, they, even about the musicians. Um, or the directors. Or the of directors the of the video or where, and they always talked about where they filmed the video. That was very important. I'll, well, if it was someplace like, like the Duran Duran Antigua. Yeah. Yes. Well, and they would have world premieres on, like at seven o'clock on Friday night where that's where I first saw Thriller. <laughs> Oh, when Thriller came out. Okay, listen, that was a huge deal. Yeah. It was so popular that they had premieres. Like, it was only going to be played at certain times. I'm not going to lie to you, girl. Listen, I was sitting in church one day with my friend. Church, I know. Anyway, we were like, we got to, this This has got to end, man. I hope his sermon ends soon because Thriller has got an 11 o'clock showing. We got to get back to the house. I mean, we were so excited to see Thriller. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that was an awesome, I mean, that was an awesome music video. People actually wanted to learn the dance to Thriller. So the when Thriller played at slumber parties or even the skating rink, you skating rink, you could do those movements. And if you could do the movements, you were so cool, you know. The music video to Thriller by Michael Jackson would debut on MTV in December of 1983. The music video continues to be revered today as one of the most iconic mm-hmm. choreographed and shot film. The video would be named The Greatest Video by MTV in 1999. And I think that still stands today. It I was it too. was it was mm-hmm. one of the first long form videos. There were there were a few after that, but n- no one had the power that the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, had. And and I don't know who directed that video. Right it now. was, but it it was awesome. I could watch it now and still be like, yeah. Or I hear it. I hear it playing on the radio. I do visualize that video every time I hear it being played. Well, and I think it's. Uh I mean, continues to be so iconic in the way that even when I was a kid, um, or, you know, when I say when I was a kid, you know, I'm 20. So, <laughs> um, you know, 10 or so years ago, it was still being used in gym classes when you did dance units. Mm-hmm. You would, um, we would watch the video and learn the, the choreographing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As mm-hmm. just, that was part of our curriculum for dance when I was a kid. Well, in the, the choreography wasn't all that like intricate. It was just it was the makeup. You had all the zombies and and all anytime you see that many bodies doing the same uh dance moves in unison, it's it's just it is captivating, I feel. Same same reason we love, you know, Ohio State, you know, band stuff. It was easy for, you know, kids to 
to mimic and 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 recreate and feel cool and definitely yeah because if several of you could do it at the same time gosh i think there were even talent shows where kids got up on stage and played thriller and then choreographed you know did the the, the whole dance you know but to, even to visualize you know mm-hmm. michael jackson because he was this pretty young boy at the time i i, I say boy young man and then he transforms into the zombie didn't he transform into a no i thought he transformed into a werewolf, a werewolf. he was a werewolf yeah that okay. but the others were zombies i mean he did some of the dancing with them but then it, remember it had the story yeah there was that a, went with the video and he was the, actually a yeah. werewolf yeah well and i was just about to ask so the video was really constructed to kind of reference horror films of the time i felt like you know it was great because it, it was <laughs> we had so many cheesy horror flicks that came out that i think it was like it was making fun of them because you had the pretty girl that was like with her boyfriend out you know in lover's lane i think it was that was the whole the whole scene you know prior to all of a sudden all these zombies and monsters and you know it it was just i i still i can see this video in my head now who was who was the actor that did the monologue though um i can't remember um he was a horror film actor. Oh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. That, that, yes, he did. Yes, Vincent Price. That's right. And he was, he was in there, uh, doing the the monologue, the the speech. Part. Yeah, because there's a speech, you know, where he talks about almost you know, like a poem, I think. Yeah, talks about what's going on, you know, on this night of all nights. It's only a movie. It's not funny. You were scared, weren't you? I wasn't that scared. Yeah, you were scared. <laughs> it's close to midnight. And something evil's lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. You feel the cold and wonder if you 
darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Thank you. 
When we're looking at uh, music videos that were seen as these iconic examples of film that kind of changed, you know, beyond just music, changed the idea of film. You well, have uh, Land of Confusion from Genesis. And yes. I don't know if you guys remember the video, but it was oh, yes. it received yes. multiple awards. It was <laughs> it was done do. with, I, I think it must, I know there was a British uh, show with that puppeteer and they made these awesome puppets that looked kind of like the punch and judies Mm -hmm. well it was even more because they were they were they were caricatures but they also looked pretty realistic Mm -hmm. uh like god i even remember i think Gaddafi was yes Gaddafi was in the 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 video and queen elizabeth um there were other celeb, you know, celebrities or or famous, uh, widely known people, and you could definitely recognize them. And the song, you know, it wasn't one of Phil Collins' best, but the video was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the video would actually win a Grammy for best concept music video. Yeah, it was Genesis's Land of Confusion, released in 1986.
I I tended to to lean towards um, well, frankly, anything that was played on top forty, I, I just inherently didn't like when I was a teenager. I went towards the Depeche Modes and the the A Flock of Seagulls and the Pet Shop Boys. They they got a little radio play, but yeah, I listened to to more of the left of center music. And that's and and the only way I could get that music was through MTV. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting way of looking at the effects of MTV. I would say because even when I was much younger, you know, MTV was still something people were watching. I mean, early two thousands and nineties, that was still something that you watched. I think that you know the difference was we did have access outside of MTV. Then they start coming oh, the, out with yeah, like country because, music television and that stuff too. So then they start kind of splitting up. Well, that was another like video channel. But mm-hmm. when I think when I was a kid and we had cable, there were several channels at that point that was doing. Well, you had the, VH1, the 24, BET. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the twenty four hour music mm-hmm. thing kind of picked up, and you know that's what we put on MTV was what got put on in the morning. When everybody was getting ready, um, when Amber, my sister, was younger and still going to school, mm-hmm. um, just like, you know, we would all, it, w- it would just, we'd put it on. And that was what played in the morning. Well, and the other thing about MTV, even in the 80s, it wasn't always just music videos, you know, whether it was long form or the short form didn't, and the VJs. They also had programs and that's that's another thing that set me up. Sunday nights, I would watch The Young Ones, which was a British program with what uh, a punk guy, a goth guy, a hippie, and somebody else. And it was really weird, but there were, you know, it came on at like 10, 11 o'clock on Sunday nights. And then after that, there was 120 minutes. 120 minutes was the really left of center music Mm -hmm. that they would play. So let me just get this right. MTV had different programs that were scheduled that would play different music. Is that right? Yes. They would Mm -hmm. have Headbangers Ball. Yes. And Headbangers uh, Ball, I loved. She loved Headbangers (laughs) Ball. I watched 120 Minutes, which was two hours of like super, like, I don't know what goth, yeah. yeah sisters of mercy um well they would play some like the cure they, i mean yeah they would play the cure yeah they or did susie and the banshees susie, yeah susie and the banshees they definitely did play mm-hmm. and then after midnight later on oh my gosh they had adult like the adult cartoons yeah and that's where i fell in love with eon flux I oh yeah watch i watched that, that too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but that was usually late at night that was very where, late where it was they, like yes they so had guys- they had the programming mm-hmm. that was either because you have to remember these shows were considered taboo you couldn't show anything like this you know when i don't know the good people were awake mm-hmm. well that introduces another one of our videos I looked into Madonna's Open Your Heart, which had some controversy in whether or not it would air on MTV, and it eventually would in 1987. Several channels had a ban on the video for some brief time. It took MTV and Madonna's label to kind of come together and talk out some of those issues about some of the more sensual scenes in the video. Um, do you guys remember reception to that, those kind of videos? 
I remember reception about those kinds of videos. I don't remember like a lot of backlash on Open Your Heart. Again, I was not a Madonna fan. The first Madonna song that I actually would claim to like was Like a Prayer. That one was, yeah, they went after that one. They they just were so, I remember how appalled they were at that video. It was evil and blah, blah, blah. I remember sitting in there as a kid thinking, I don't understand this. You know, I mean, they really, they went after her for that video. Bad. And I, I, I don't remember the news, but I think it was the Catholic Church that was really upset. Well, I mean, that would make sense for at the time, you know, you have, you know, Black Jesus. Well, there, you there was burning there, crosses. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but the thing was, the other thing was, not only did Sandra Crouch... And her gospel choir sing on the the track, the music track. Mm-hmm. Yes. They were also in the video. They were in the video. That is correct. And it was, you know, I know there was a black man. I My memory is fuzzy, but I know he was uh, uh, basically represented a Jesus figure in, in the video. And I believe she may have kissed him, which also, I think, sexualized Jesus for the Catholic Church. And that really wrung them out. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the no, deal They was. lost their minds over that video. They really did. And, and yeah, truthfully, that was the first Madonna song that and I... And, of course, I think she's wearing like a, like a negligee type nightgown in the video. They were appalled by that. I mean... You know, it's crazy the things that get people twisted. It really is. Yeah, it looks like even the Vatican was um, condemning Pepsi links with Madonna because around the time Madonna had been in a Pepsi commercial. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I think Like a Prayer even played in the Pepsi commercial. And because it wasn't accompanied by the visuals that you get to see in the video, you know, the commercial was portraying Madonna as this, you know, nice american girl and then oh, yeah. you know, everybody everybody went from that to seeing um the video which at the time had a lot of controversial visual elements oh absolutely it it definitely it sprung some people
think the, you know, invention or beginnings of MTV really inspired artists to shift from, or I, I guess not shift from, but change priorities in terms of, oh, yes. know, we've got this op- awesome song. Let's make a really cool video that'll accompany our music. Do you think that kind of inspired yes, because these Yes, I think form? it gave them the opportunity to, to put the visuals out there because, you know, people listen to songs, but I don't think everybody really listens to the lyrics because the first thing they're hearing is the music. Um, this gave them the opportunity to bring their lyrics to life and to put, you know, visuals. So basically, you know, all your senses are being tapped into. You know what I'm saying? You are seeing and hearing and feeling what this artist is trying to get across to you. I think you're absolutely right because, you know, mm-hmm. well, <sighs> I could watch a video and I knew the song might have been a sad song, but I see the video accompanying that song and I cry. And not that I couldn't cry just listening to a song, but that it, it heightened it heightened that sense, the senses and the emotion that is tied to a particular song. The Michael Jackson, you know, with Thriller too. Like I said, it, it just it was so to watch all that happening at the same time that you're listening to the song, you can't help but get up and want to dance to it. And I agree. The video gave music artists, uh, you know, they almost, they broke the third wall. You know, that's not breaking the third wall. But But, I mean, yes. But they, they gave their, their fans another side of them and, Mm -hmm. and maybe even another side of the song. Another way to understand what they were trying to get out there. Well, I think... You know, we've kind of already talked about it, but a perfect example of trying to take to dis- the message changes. I think um, Like a Prayer is a perfect example of, you know, it's playing in this Pepsi commercial and Madonna is an all American, mm-hmm. you know, icon. And then you see the music video that Madonna, you know, constructed to accompany her song and it completely changed the meaning. Yes. And this is what com- my song actually means. That's, it also completely yeah. changed how people felt about the song. Mm-hmm. You go from all these, you know, hardcore Americans. We love, we love Madonna and she's selling us Pepsi to mm-hmm. we don't like Madonna, you know, having, you well, know, burning crosses. And- well, we don't, you know, we don't like women expressing themselves and being comfortable with their own sexuality. Let's just hit the nail on the head. Here. When I think that's Let's, what the this is, this is the big ugly monster in the room. That's what your real problem is. If it had been a man up there running around in a thong with burning crosses, I seriously doubt anybody would have had anything to say about it. But it was a woman, a very powerful woman which is also a problem. I think a perfect example beyond just like a prayer, because I do think that some of the themes in that video probably would have been controversial if she, regardless of gender. But especially when you look at her other videos that people were mad about that oh, just yeah. talked about sensuality and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had videos by Duran Duran, an excellent example where it was, it was talking about sexuality. Absolutely. I mean, or yes. David Bowie. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, I want to get, this bird that I have a crush on. And there you go. But, you know, then you have Madonna does, you know, similar things and it's, you know, a huge. Yeah. Cause the, the thought of women actually being comfortable enough with their wants and needs 
and expressing their wants and needs. That's a problem. Yeah, I think it mm-hmm. it, it did help in a certain part of our cultural shift. Yes. I mean, we're still not there, but it helped us to get closer. And that song, despite its controversy, yeah, it was, it won actually a 1989 MTV Music Video Award. And it seems like, you know, a couple years after you have this problem with Open Your Heart not being played, MTV was kind of celebrating what would be released later. I'd be really interested to know the discussions that went on behind the scene between executives. Well, I think they had no fear at that point no they were powerful enough so looking at music videos that become well known because of kind of the visual aspect of it all um or you know the filmography um there was also david bowie's blue jean that became a hit particularly because of its role in the in the 21 minute short film jazz and for blue jean the film not necessarily the music video alone, would go on to win a 1985 Grammy Award for Best Video Short Film. It serves as kind of another example of how the song gained fame because of its visual aspects. Yeah, and that was that was another thing that MTV uh, kind of fostered was the long format music video, uh, thriller, Jasmine for Blue Jean. I'm sure there were a few others. Those those are the two that that come to mind right away. But and you know when it comes right down to it, David Bowie is a performer. He's yes, he is a musician, but he has always been a performer. There has been Ziggy Stardust, uh, the Thin White Duke, and so for Jasmine for Blue Jean, he created. Uh, what screaming Lord Byron? Mm-hmm. He always wanted to act, and he was in a few movies, and he yeah. did a, he did a pretty good job at it. I know I was I was planted for the world premiere of the new David Bowie video, and I watched all twenty one minutes of it. It's not that great, but David Bowie plays two uh characters in it. He plays Vic the nerd trying to get the beautiful girl and he plays the you know kind of whacked out star screaming lord byron um (laughs) but you know and i still like the song i don't think it was as good as uh you know the um uh serious moonlight songs that came before but or his old stuff from the 70s but you know, it was it was it was a good it was a good tune. Ladies and gentlemen,
What did we think of today's mix? It brings me back. And it takes us back and it reminds us of I mean, the things that we really enjoyed. Um, even, I mean, we've talked about it before. When we listen to the music in the kitchen, we'll, we'll stop. Oh, my God, do you remember this video? They went with the song and or the dance or, or whatever. The, or the movie. Yeah, because it would be a movie. Some of these songs are in these movies that we really enjoyed. And it's it takes us back. Today's mix really represented, you know, a really iconic place of American pop oh, culture. No. I think so too. And American film, when you look at, you know, Mm -hmm. these videos compared to going from, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star, which was was made before MTV was even, you know, a thing. And then it was the first thing to air on MTV. And then there's this evolution from there on where music begins to, these videos begin to be made to be aired on MTV. Today, I definitely think we made a pretty iconic mix. Made me wish I grew up watching more MTV. I am Sam, and I was joined by my mom, Isabel, and my stepmom, Tracy, today. My mom's mix will be back next week on 90.3 Care You.